you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. We're so honored to have this opportunity to come. We're still still cruising along, still cruising along on uh, looking at this whole thing, narcissistic abuse, narcissism, uh, all these different things. We're going to share some people have sent in some things. Today's one of the things that happened to me. Kevin's going to be talking a little bit about the proper way to approach a, a fellow Christian when someone lies or something like that, but we're honored to have Kevin with us. Good morning, Kevin. Where you at these days? Good morning. I am in San Diego County, California, not far from Camp Pendleton, which we uh, lived on 20 years ago uh, in a in a uh, in an RV park for uh, I don't know six months total. Wow! So, yeah, back in uh, back in uh, homeland here. Yeah, it's like coming home. And, uh, you know, I could write a country song about coming home, man. You know, I, I got to tell you, because coming home is just not about going back to where we grew up. There's so many homes that a preacher or a military person have, and there's so much invested there. There's heart, there's mind, there's people you went to church with, people you loved, the lady who made you a cup of coffee every day, the guy who made your sub. I mean, there. I don't know, brother. I know you get that feel, don't you? I do. Yeah. In fact, I met, I've met a lot of people here, but the one guy I had uh, dinner with two days ago um, was a fellow. I used to sit in his core values class at Camp Pendleton. So picture all Marines west of the Mississippi go through the School of Infantry in at Camp Pendleton. That's that's the equivalent of their Army sure. AIT. Yeah. And, and so uh, he he taught a core values class that was mandatory. And then there was an optional Bible thing that he did. <clears throat> and I would sit in on that and help that 20 some years ago. And, uh, he was just great. He's retired. He newly retired first sergeant and uh, fantastic. Just kind of like I, it was, a, it was a dream ministry because he had hundreds of guys in that, but you know, uh, since that time, you know, the, the, the coming home, so to speak to this area, since that time, I was able to sit down and share with him how God's also been so good oh. to us because we've been uh, able to, to spearhead a ministry that's just huge on Pendleton. And they they have, the last I heard, they had 600 uh, Marines come to, or basic training Marines uh, come to, 600 maggots come out to Praise that. Praise God. And uh, yeah, a bunch of them bunch of them give their heart to Jesus. So I'm just, uh, you know, I'm coming back to some stuff that's been steadily growing. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I, I love it too when I go back to a town and I go to that restaurant I used to hang out at or, you know, stop by that business I used to go to and just out of chance, there'd be one or two people there that I remembered and it, it just blows my mind. That's why I'm looking forward to that day I go back to Fort Bliss, brother. And that's our Majors Academy time there. I had so many friends around that town and just to look at people, hold them in your arms and man. But anyway, folks, listen. So today, as we go on with narcissism, today we're entitling it. So this broadcast is entitled Rewriting History. So we talked about different things that happen when someone's a narcissist, the love bomb and the devaluation. Uh, you know, to get you, you've got to be 
the hero. They, the narcissist has to be the hero. They also have to be the victim at all times. So in order to do that, in order for that to happen, you've got to rewrite history and you've got to take short truths and you got to take short rides. You know what I'm saying? You can't uh, check on things. You can't follow through on data and information because if you do, you're going to be proved wrong. And then in order to keep up your appearance, your lie, things of that nature, uh, it doesn't work. So quickly, you rewrite history. Quickly, you become the victim. Quickly, you start telling everybody all I did for those people. Quickly, you look for some type of escape pod from reality. That's what a narcissist does. That's how they live. And uh, you can guarantee that. So let me give you my story a little bit. I'll stay away from names uh, to protect the guilty, even though at some point, you know, I'm just going to list them. If I find out I'm terminally ill, look out, folks. All right. It's it's coming out. I mean, it's Facebook 101, man. I'm going to list names, phone numbers, area codes, addresses, zip codes, <laughs> best restaurant to eat while you're throwing uh, eggs at their plate. No, I'm only joking. But anyway, I'm going to list all that. You, you could, you could, you could write that down. You could, you could hit a check mark on that. But so, a while back, I'm cruising along. I'm running a ministry. God is really blessing. I mean, from a few people, God took, you know, just humble, sweet spirits and and grew a great ministry. And one day, you know, out of nowhere, the first thing that happens is I get a phone call from a board member who was uh, actually was a very good friend of mine, not far from where I grew up and things of that nature. And he said that one of his friends sat in on a meeting that had five preachers in the room and they were told I was like quit my job doing something nah nah nah, and now folks, these are people who are short on details because again, you got to rewrite history. So I wasn't given a lot of details, but I quickly called the people who were in that room since somebody made a statement in that room that I had said something. So it's like she said that I said that you said that he did. That that's where we were at. Uh, but anyway, so this guy called me up and just blasted me and said, now, if you tell anybody, I'm going to call you a liar. I'm going to tell, do whatever you want. You know, this guy, he has a hard time driving by McDonald's too. But anyway, uh, so here we are, we're, we're cruising along in life. So I called the people in the room, you know, and the, the other four people in the room and said, this guy said, what was said, and this was never said, Doug. And I said, well, what did you say when so-and-so called? This guy I'm a friend with, he's a pastor, blah, blah, blah. And the guy who spread the rumor, well, he was all over Facebook at the time. You want to talk about rumor control. I mean, you could have wrote a book at this time. But anyway, I don't even blame him. Uh, you know, if you want to go out and spread rumors and stuff, do it. But uh, I mean, but when your friend believes that, when people believe that, I mean, when we're that gullible. So I ended up calling everybody who was in the room and said, so-and-so said this was said in a room, what was said? And they said, that was never said. So I don't know whether it was a, a delusional act. I don't know whether something was said close to it. I really didn't get in the details at that point. You know, I made a couple calls to some seminary professors who I loved and cared about and said, hey, this is, they said, Doug, they're rewriting history. Something's coming down. Follow the money. Something's coming down. You know, those were things people said to me. But anyway, this began a process where lawyers called me. We'll talk more about that. We got a bunch of stuff you guys went through. So Kevin, here we are. 
what this what should have this guy done? I mean, do you think biblically? And I mean, I have a bunch of Bible answers, but I want Kevin to be have the liberty as a Christian and a preacher sitting out there in California. Well, I've got a uh, jacket zipped up here in South Carolina dealing with the COVID. But anyway, brother, I mean, someone calls you and says this and says that, and you've got to make a big life decision. What's the Bible? What do you do? Do you take just somebody saying something? I mean, what? What do you do here, brother? Yeah, well, the scripture is very clear that we're supposed to verify things. God's all about witnesses. In fact, um, in the Bible study on Camp Pendleton Sunday afternoon, we we literally dealt with the scripture in Matthew 18, where it says, uh, you know, go <clears throat> go to a person about the issue and say, if this, you know, was this done, is this the truth, you know, confront, confront the, 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 uh, the source and confront the, uh, you know, the accused and say, is this something that took place and try to get the two together. But, um, and God's all about, you know, witnesses. In fact, capital punishment is, is based on, you know, scripture in, in Genesis nine, but it's, it's based on a witness. God always said, you know, do it before a witness. So you got unsubstantiated, a person calling in saying he said, she said, and you know, the person should have, you know, there should have been a, a according to the scripture. And I, I, I want to pull up the scripture here. I've got a different scripture in front of me about Ananias and Sapphira. Yeah. But, uh, the scripture in Matthew 18 is, uh, <clears throat> is one that says, if your brother sin against you, um, go to him. Pri- okay. Here it is. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. So the idea of putting something out into the grapevine, into the ro- rumor mill is, is a clear violation of what the scripture says. God is, you know, God is a jealous God and he wants he wants to have substantiation out there. He doesn't want, you know, falsehood undermining his work and his workers. So he says, you make sure, you know, it's like, uh, receive not an accusation in Timothy, uh, against an elder, except it be before two or three witnesses. Again, the principle is, you know, you make sure you've got parties involved. So if someone's, uh, making this call that you're describing, certainly, we know the Bible says that they should have gone to the person. Uh, you know, some of the other guys should have come to you first and not gone to someone else. And then, you, like you said, he said, she said, they said. Uh, by that time, you've already got parties. Hey, brother Kevin, we're gonna influenced. we're gonna go ahead and put the parties that have been influenced. We'll put it on hold right there, folks. We'll be right back. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Folks, thanks for hanging with us. We're still moving along. Brother Kevin speaking on rewriting history. He's in Matthew 18. He's talking about some things we want to let him continue on with that, dear brother. Yeah, it's not God's will that there should be a mob with torches and 
pitchforks and spears and stuff coming um, at, as the initial confrontation. The initial thing should be between one brother to the other brother and say, what is the truth? Give me your side of the story. And um, unfortunately, you know, when we get into, I guess, in a couple of minutes, the, the idea of rewriting history, um, you know, it, it, the, the, the idea of verification, you know, are we going to repeat what someone else said and we're going to make that, you know, is that going to be the, the byline that's going to go out to the, as it, as it were, to the media or to Facebook or something like that? Or are we going to say, hey, I talked to this guy personally and this is what I know. And so this is going to be dealt with accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. So with me, I mean, so I want to let you know that I followed these steps. Uh, so I, I called a, a, a seminary professor of a large, wonderful seminary that we all love. And uh, the first thing he said to me is, you're doing the right thing. You need to seek wise counsel. And I did that. I called him and said, listen, there's this movement. There's people in the room saying it didn't happen. I even have the emails. I forwarded them not to the guy who said this because I was very afraid to trust him with anything at this point, as you can imagine. He's not trustworthy. And uh, so at that point, I sought the wise counsel. He said, listen. You know, I know this guy's church is what he said to me, and he can't rub together five or six families. He's just having a feeler of power, and, uh, you know, you need to move. So he said the second thing you need to do is this is what he told me. This is when history gets rewritten. He said, what you're doing? He said, you need to stay calm and trust in God. So my response at first is I know people in this church. I can blow it to smithereens. Well, in the meantime, I get a letter in the mail from this guy because he was a supporter at that time. And he said, don't contact anyone in the church. Don't. I mean, I still have the letter. I keep letters, phone messages. I do all that. I messed up that way. Uh, but anyway, I cut, co I committed thy way as the scripture says unto the Lord, trust also in him yeah. and he will bring things to pass and he shall bring forth the righteous as the light and the judgment as the noonday rest in the Lord and patiently wait for him. And so, and then you know, my pastor down here said, respond with wisdom to supporters, to people who are really there for you, not people who are spreading rumors, these kind of things, leave that alone. You can't change that. You can't go to somebody, Matthew 18, who's already lying and things of that nature. It's just going to get worse. And so I was given the advice, just, you know, respond with wisdom and humility, speak truth, uh, and then pray for my accusers. And so the only reason I bring this up and add any publicness to this is because this is happening, brother Kevin, everywhere. Um, and you know, I had one guy who called me up and said, just it's grace, just it's grace, leave grace. And folks, the hardest thing in the world, I'm just going to let you know this, the hardest thing in the world for a preacher, hardest thing in the world for a Christian, when church hurts, it's hard. That's what I'm trying to tell you. When people who are supposed to stand there representing God, uh, just rewrite history. You got to follow the same rules. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, I wanted to blast the church and that would have been pretty easy. There's three or four families I could have called that would have split. I mean, I, I think it would have been pretty easy. I may be wrong. Um, but I think the best advice I ever got was these two people, this seminary professor and then my pastor uh, the church I belong to and go to now said, speak the truth, respond with wisdom and humility. So just use the word of God. And that's what we're doing, Kevin. We're just saying, wait a minute. 
this is the way it should have went, but I can't rewrite things with people who already rewrote their history. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no avenue of approach. You know, it's just going to get worse. And so, Kevin, knowing this, and I'm sure you've been through something similar to this, if not something worse. I mean, I'm not the only preacher that'd be left on an island. What do we tell people, Kevin? What do we say? I mean, it's been three years for me. My ministry's never went better. I've never seen so many people saved. I've never seen a board of brothers like we have now with wounded spirits. I mean, do we say it's okay? I mean, what do we say? What do you say to the to the people that are attacking you, or to to the people being attacked? Yeah, the people who are attacking me are done. I mean, if they yeah. if they come to me seeking forgiveness, and you know, seeking forgiveness for me is fine. Making a public statement makes it work. Uh, yeah. Because if people went and called people all over the country and said I lied and this happened, well, they're a liar. Uh, so there needs to, you know, they publicly need to fix that. But I think I've sure. honestly, if you happen to be listening to this, any of you people who perpetrated this, I've already forgiven you. But what do we say to people who've been hurt like this, Kevin? Yeah. Truth will prevail. You know, um, if the truth is on your side, the hardest thing in the world is to let someone lie against you and then let that lie build because it takes on, it's like a mushroom cloud. It, it, yeah. There's the initial, the initial explosion. And then it goes, it just shoots up in this column and then it expands out. And there's an initial, um, spread of the, of the lie and the rumor but then you're thinking <clears throat> it's not true. If it's not true, is it going to, you know, is it going to muddy the water? It might. It, if I go into total self-defense mode, it might muddy the water so that the, the, so that people will not do what we want to happen. What we want to happen is a bunch of people or as many as possible who are observing and who are truth-minded individuals to say, I know Doug, Doug's not that way. What's the truth? And they do a little bit of checking, just like Doug, you did for me and some stuff. Um, and, and, and you came back and said, look, you know, this is what I know about the other individual who in my life was spreading some, some lies. And this is what we found out through, you know, you had some high level channels that were very good, you know, to hear, to hear from you. I just thought, praise God, here's someone who says, wait a minute, I don't want to know what you think. I don't want to know what they think. I want to know the truth. And, um, and boy, when the truth, like you just said, thy righteousness shall come out as the light, as the noonday. And, and so I would tell people they need to, uh, just kind of buckle in. It's going to be a roller coaster ride, but you know what? Like a roller coaster, the the first few humps are the the worst, and it starts to slow down. There'll be a a couple neck jarring turns, but at one point you're going to kind of coast into a to the big to the starting point, and what you want to be is still in that seat. You don't want to eject it out from God's will. Yeah, and that's the big thing right there. I'm glad you said that. That makes so much sense. And, you know, folks, God's will has prevailed. It's it's three years later. There's some new friends in my life that are, wow. Uh, there's some uh, 
new ministry in my life that is beyond wow. Uh, there's things going on in my life that, you know, I stand back and I say, I hope someday uh, that this crown uh, will just have something on there that I can lay at Jesus' feet. That because yeah. of this, because of this, there's more that I do for God. Because of this, I, I weep with people who tell me these stories. Because of this, I, uh, uh, I, I think that's where we got to be looking, friends. We, we, we got to be looking at because of what we went through, because of the damage, because of these terrible things we've been through, uh, we now have an absolute requirement to not waste that trial, to not waste that hurt, to not lock the door and lay on the couch. There's going to be these uh, narcissists, and they're going to be louder than the average person. They're going to be working the phones and changing life. But you got God, and God is going to fix everything. We sure do love you folks. Listen, if there's anything we can do to help, you know how to get a hold of us. Listen to everything old Sister Charity has to say. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation, or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.